Welcome to Small Business Sisters, where two sisters who started their own separate businesses come together to share all things business growth and personal growth. Every week, they will share practical business tips they have learned along their journey and share their individual perspectives. So grab a drink and join the sisterhood as they discuss all things womanhood, motherhood, and small business. It's Christina, and we are going to just do a quick podcast episode this week about budget, which is always just such a good topic to talk about. And Jenny is actually going to be the one that kind of teaches us on this topic. So I budget is not my strength, my strong suit. Jenny, our whole lives has always been more um, analytical with with money and charts and spreadsheets and all that. So that Jenny could give us some wisdom. And Jen, you've changed from how you did things six years ago to now, right? Yes. And I think it's so funny you say that I'm like so organized with my spreadsheets because when it comes to our partnership, like I'm not organized at all. Susie is, but yes, you're right. I do... But in your family, you've always been the one to pay the bills. and Yeah. And I feel okay. like that's, um, I mean, I remember doing that as a young kid, actually, like writing down things I made. And remember we had those little banks where like, mm-hmm. do you remember that? It was like a house and you put in, so we would get our quarters or whatever, and you uh-huh. would put money in spend, save and give. So like, I just always mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. I don't know why I, in college too, like I took over my bills and, or it must be like an anxiety thing too, though. Cause I'm worried I'll miss something or like something will go wrong. So it I could, need it all in one place. It could be because my mother-in-law does their bills as well and always has, and she's also an Enneagram six and like worst case scenario thinker. And so I'm wondering if that does play into yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yes, worst case scenario. Cause I'm always like, okay, oh well, worst case scenario, <laughs> we lose everything. And yeah, I just want to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. So obviously, if you're just starting a business, it's gonna look different than where Jen's at seven years in, six years in. But I will say that I am six years in and don't have <laughs> a good method to my budget. I basically buy supplies and buy shirts when I need them and and take out some for, for savings for taxes at the end of the year. And then I don't have a method of paying myself. I, I definitely, this is a weak spot for me. So I would love to hear what you what you did in the beginning, how that might've changed in the middle and then what it looks like now. Sure, yeah. So I... um Okay. So my degree is elementary education. So I'm going to tell you there are three types of learners, auditory, visual, and kinetic. Most people are visual or kinetic. So the number one tip I can give you is to make a spreadsheet or make a, if maybe you just want to make a diagram or a picture, but the act of doing it and then seeing it makes all of this so make so much more sense. So I have a Google sheet in Google drive and I'm looking at it right now. And I started tracking this in January, 2018. 
So in my sheet, I have columns. Four years ago. So you were still pretty baby in your business. Oh yeah. Cause I'll, I'll even share some, I'll share some specific numbers just to give you an idea. But so essentially I have rows that are all months and years. So January, 2018, February, 2018, March, 2018, et cetera. And then columns that have, I divide everything out. So what the web sales, the number of orders, um, the open house sales, because at that time I was doing open houses, but you could also make that like um, in-person sales, whether you have a brick and mortar shop or you're doing markets. I would say even the markets, you would want to like separate that out too for each individual market. And if you're selling consignment or wholesale to someone, um, it might be tedious at the beginning, but I would definitely separate that out because I'll come back to that while you would want to see that. But then, um, so I go through all the columns of that. And then the end, there's a column for total sales, monthly overhead, estimated taxes, monthly profit, back into the amount I'm putting back into my business and the amount I'm giving myself as a paycheck. So pause because if people are writing it down, like I am, (laughs) got monthly overhead, then taxes, then what do you put? Okay. Um, So it might seem redundant, but it's not. So you want to have estimated taxes and then monthly profit. So you have that number that the whole profit together. So I put that and then I separate that out into there's a column for what am I, what's the exact amount I'm going to put back into my business and then the amount. Yep. And then the exact amount I'm going to write a check to myself and put it in my personal pay Jenny Zilke. So total sales, monthly overhead, which is all you would total up all your expenses. Right. So monthly overhead would be like... For me, for my example, shirts, fabric, rent, that everything. So I use, I know we talked in another episode, um, I use QuickBooks. So any kind of like software you're using to keep track Mm -hmm. of your expenses, you can do a quick snapshot of like Mm -hmm. overhead each month. So yeah, my expenses are rent, supplies. um, Well, yeah, because you want your materials and supplies in there because that's coming out of your profit, uh, anything you are spending money on basically goes in your, okay. Okay. So let me go back to my spreadsheet. Okay. So you have all that. Then every month set a, an alert on your phone or whatever, and go in and fill this all out. And again, I usually put it on my calendar and then to keep moving it like for three or four days till I actually do it. But I always make sure I do it because this is so helpful. You're going to go pull all your sales from all those places that I talked about and put plug in all those numbers. Then calculate the total. And always 100% of the time, I'm always surprised by the total. Because I think in our heads, what is it like? Is that called confirmation bias where you like think something? So then you maybe it it's almost you. like you feel like nothing's coming in because for me yes, at least I'm buying all these little places so often. Yes. When you're yeah. buying materials so often, you feel like, oh my gosh, nothing actually came back to me. But then when you write it down and figure it out, you're like, oh no, I just bought jeans 800 times. 
Yeah. Yes. So just put, then you're going to total up all your sales and put them in that column mm-hmm. Then take all your receipts. Again, it's, this is where paying for a software like QuickBooks is so handy because it's already in there off of your mm-hmm. uh, bank card or whatever, but otherwise total up your receipts, put them in overhead. I let a good rule of thumb, and this is going to be like different for whatever business entity you are, um, whatever your household income is like, but I always like to set aside 20% for taxes. And Christina does 30%, I think. So like you'll find... Because my husband is annoying about it. Yeah. So like whatever, and you can Google this and find out like what a good um, set thing is for you. Uh, But then immediately, like even if you don't physically take it out of your bank account, just have that in your column. So you know, like don't use that money because I'm probably going to have to use it to pay taxes. So I... Before I did payroll, now I'm on payroll. So my taxes are coming out automatically. But before mm-hmm. I would, I would just like know that number and make sure that that total number of all those set aside taxes months were was always in my account. For and do you do you do 20% of your the total sales tax or after I do, and again, I'm not an accountant, so please talk to a professional about this, but I would take out your overhead because more than likely your overhead is going to show up as expenses on your taxes anyway. So you're not going to be, um, it's going to offset that. But if you want to be really safe, you could take it right off your total sales. But I, how I was doing it was just taking off my overhead. And then that number, 20% of that, I was making sure I set aside for taxes. Mm-hmm. So then you should get a number like, okay, so I've taken out the overhead. I've taken out the taxes. Here's my monthly profit. So you have your profit number. Then you have to decide what you want to put back in your business and what you want to pay yourself. So for me, uh, the reason I set this up, this is when I first started meeting with marketing for the uninhibited because my goal was to leave my job and make Illuminate Space full-time. So I I knew my salary at my job. And that was my goal amount. So I started, let me look. I mean, this this is like the very beginning. My first paycheck to myself. Was it, I don't even think I paid myself. Whenever I think it was started. like $300. <laughs> was my first paycheck, hey, I think. that's like groceries. Yeah, but I start, that's where, and I started, that's what like visually helped me so much to see like, okay, I have this profit number, but then I'm splitting that profit into reinvesting in my business. So like one... I was going to say, uh, what did you do? Half? Yeah. Yeah, I think I did... I'm trying to look because I didn't start tracking the reinvestment part till later. Because I yeah, will I say think one I just, thing with the brick and mortar is we were told, you know, wait a year, basically almost reinvest almost everything when you have a brick and mortar because you won't see a profit for like a year. But we were different than that. And it's because we're owned by three people. But um, yeah. And for me, I didn't have a brick and mortar. So my reinvestment was like mm-hmm. things I knew I wanted to do. Like I paid someone to re... Um, like rewrite a plugin on my website, things right. like that. Like the the right. next step that I knew was going to help me 
make more money, then I would invest in that. I'm trying to think. I know mm-hmm. I had her redo my shopping cart. I um well, like my reinvestment was paying for the course to teach yeah. me how to write a course. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, like stuff like that. So in mm-hmm. my reinvesting in your business can look like so many things. It could, and it be, could be I want a new sewing machine so that I yes. have two machines. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah, when I upgraded my melter was a right. reinvestment. So and it then, could be for me, like we have brick and mortars. So I would assume your reinvestment goes to buying supplies to stock your brick and mortar. Yes. Well, yeah, like again, that's our partnership set up a little differently. So we, yeah, yes, essentially. Yes. Um, but that's how for me, what worked was setting that goal number of what I wanted to pay myself. And then everything mm-hmm. extra just stayed in my business account. So, okay. and then each month as each column grew a little bit, then I would be like, okay, I'm going to increase this, increase my paycheck by a hundred dollars. And then once I saw that be sustainable, then I increased it a little more. And so I just kept increasing my paycheck until I could meet the goal of my salary. And then I left my job because I knew from the numbers, like, okay, I'm gonna hit this every month. I know that I'm gonna have enough for taxes, enough for overhead. Um, and of course, small business, the risk of small business is that could go away at any time. Cause this is like, this is what I remember these discussions with my husband, Michael, when I like so badly wanted to leave my job and he is a lot more. So he's an Enneagram five and he's a lot more, show me the data, the data has to be there. And I was like, Michael, which if you guys have been listening, risk, (laughs) If you guys have been listening, you know, both of our husbands are Enneagram fives. So it has to kill them that they're married to dreamers. Like they, uh, we tried so hard to get them on the podcast. Yeah. It's going to take a lot. (laughs) It's going to take that. So if you don't know anything about Enneagram fives, it's that they don't want anyone. So information is super valuable to them, meaning information about themselves. And so putting themselves on a podcast and like, revealing parts of themselves to people yes. is like they, the, their death. And so it's going to take a lot for us to get them on the podcast. But you guys, so they are like the funniest mm-hmm. yeah. I've ever met. Okay. But so I, and I remember being like, well, okay, here's all my numbers, but yes, Michael, at any time, this could not work, but the numbers are showing it is going to work. And right. it has like, yes, my numbers have, um, we and talked about we this. probably have people that their husbands are like, yeah, no, this is just a side hustle. This is just your fun thing. But if they're hesitant with you quitting your job or something like this, like the data, this is how you, yes, yes the data. track of it. And for you, like for me, mm-hmm. but from an anxious perspective, that, that did wonders for my mind to be able to look back and be like, no, it's okay. Cause I have recorded each thing of this. So yeah, in a nutshell, well, and it helps, it helps on the days too, where you're like, what I'm doing is not worth it. Or, right. or the opposite of that, of like, you know, I have several businesses that I'm running and I need to know which ones of these are worth it and which ones of these aren't because you just have to figure out yes, or maybe what you want to push harder or whatever. Yes. And like, that is why I know it feels like a lot of extra work, but definitely separate that out. So like Christina should be putting light in pine as a column, because then you can go back and look like, 
Okay. So let's say it's markets and you're listing out each market. This happened for me because I used to do a lot of markets and I went back and looked at my November that year. And there was a market that was so much work and it, I, I would get so anxious and like a headache, you know, but it really wasn't pulling in as much money as like the easier ones was helpful for me to weed out like, okay, this would be a market I could let go of. Or another one that's like, you know, this was really fun and energizing and it did bring in a lot more than these other markets. So maybe I, you know, upgrade my booth there or something. So, or like if Christina put light and pine on there and then another store she was in, she could track like, okay, this one's doing better. So I'm going to put most of my energy into this account. So it helps you in having all these laid out, not only helps you financially to meet your goals of paying yourself um, and is making your business work for you, but it also helps you to, if you're feeling really burnt out and like pulled in a lot of different directions, that is a really easy way to get on track and see like what is worth your energy and what's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just and it is, get it's on your spreadsheets. It's it cumbersome. Is cumbersome. And Especially still, for those of us that don't like it. And I will oh, say, yeah. I Jenny had me do this a couple months ago because I was venting to her about like, I'm not making any money. This isn't worth it. Um, so she was like, spread, do the spreadsheet. And I did. And it was extremely helpful. But the opposite of that is, so I did a major reinvestment this year that was costing me a lot of money. And the opposite of it is you do see like, okay, I definitely didn't make this much as much this year as I did last year, but these were the places that I was reinvesting or so it mm-hmm. helps in that too. Even when you're not making as much as you thought it helps like refocus. Okay. But this was a reinvestment. This will pay off next year or whatever. And isn't it like a little bit fun to visually see like, Oh, look, I just recouped that investment. Cause it's like all sitting right there. I get yeah. excited about that. Or like, I'll think, a certain uh, revenue, a certain column or whatever is not pulling in a, a bunch of revenue. And then when I sit down to do my QuickBooks, I look at those columns and then I go to each app. So like, let's say that was in Square and look up my sales. And it's always like really exhilarating to be like, oh my gosh, look at, look at those numbers. Mm-hmm. So it's helpful or terrifying when, because my October was a lot. My October last year was like double what it was this year. So that was terrifying. But at the same time, because I had all those things tracked, I knew, okay, well, this is where I adjust. So I just didn't reinvest as much in my business. Cause I, I mean, now I'm doing pay. I am. Um, yeah. So I tell us where you're at now. Yeah. So eventually Oh, let's see. Which this don't last... feel behind if you're not, because I do not have payrolls. No, and I just did it this summer. So I've been doing, and I had like a dramatic, I didn't understand something. And I ended up paying like $6,000 one month to the IRS. And I was like traumatized. It was, it was because I messed something up. So um, yeah, they're going to, we don't know what they're going to apply that credit to you, right? Uh, well, I mean, okay, so payroll essentially is, so before I was an LLC, but LLCs are technically taxed just like a uh, sole proprietor, because it's just on your like personal income tax. But mm-hmm. when you go to payroll, 
then they're separating your business from your personal. So um, my business is being taxed, but what happens is it's happening in real time. So like every Hmm. two weeks I get a check, but they're pulling all those taxes from like that column that I set aside. So it's a good amount a good number, um, but it's coming out right away. So that took some adjustment, adjustment, blah, 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 adjustment, adjustment for me. Cause I, for candle sales, at least like my biggest months are quarter four. So mm-hmm. whereas la- when I was doing my personal income taxes, all that money was then there from quarter four ready to pay in January. Mm-hmm. Whereas now like July, I had to have those bigger numbers ready to pull out. And that was just earlier scarier than waiting it for it. But now you know that for 2022. Yeah. And, and I met with an accountant, an accountant who set all this up for me, who's fantastic. Um, it's, it just takes some adjustment on your part. Cause you're, again, you're going from like a sole proprietor essentially to then like, okay, you're a business, your business is being taxed right away. Right. You're paying right. these taxes. So why did you, you decide to do payroll? Like what was the uh so that was that was something my accountant recommended when I sat down and uh showed her everything because we owed so much on our personal taxes last year mm-hmm. from Illuminate Space, then uh-huh. there are taxes. So you benefits. said it would be easier to do it quarterly. Yes, and and there is, I think, some um tax benefits to it not showing up on your, I don't know anything that I'm talking about, but but essentially she said it won't be as big of a hit to us personally of what we owe. So uh, mine, this is why y'all should go sit with an accountant because ours recommended something similar of not, I'm not at a payroll yet, but, um, because my husband works in a W2 situation, we could basically pull more from his, to and then pay less from mine it's like a you know you're paying basically the irs just wants the money regardless and so there was a way we could pull more from his corporate job where it wouldn't take as much from mine so essentially we're paying the same amount it's just basically pre-coming out of his paycheck versus me having to manually go pull it from mine yeah and there were there, and so again, your this is like, yeah, an accountant help is really helpful in this because, I mean, and I also needed to hire an employee at the, that time. And now I do have an employee. And so if you're going to have payroll for an employee, you might as well have yourself on payroll too. Because mm-hmm. again, then it just like, it makes it. What you said, you take about 20% for taxes, which everybody should look up their own amount, but um, which we're calculating that based on self-employment tax and actual tax, right? Is that how you got to 20%? Yeah. I just remember at the conference we went to, they said like 20% or something. Yeah. My husband <laughs> always makes me pull 30 just to be on the safe side. But yeah, the, cause the self-employment tax, I want to say is like 13 something percent. Yeah. And I, yeah. I don't the remember. The tax itself is what? 10%. Yeah. And so that's not sales tax. Cause your sales tax right. is separate. Like that should, you should never even count as the sales tax as your income because it's immediately going 
back to the state too. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's like your taxes that you're paying on your income. Right. Right. So your profit. Which you need to do like, regardless of the amount you make, you need to report all of your income. So Mm -hmm. just be ready. Even if you made $600 through Etsy in 2021, you're going to be taxed that 20 to 30%. So, um, just be ready with that. Um, and so that, I feel like that's what I guess. Go ahead. ahead. (laughs) I was going to ask, how did you decide how much to reinvest? Was it what you needed or was it a set amount, like a percentage? Well, so I knew, uh, I guess that's like, it would depend on the month. So if I had just done a really big supply order, then I knew I probably wasn't going to need that for that month. So then I decided to use that for to reinvest in something else like my website or something. Okay. Um, but I, for me, because I had the goal of getting out of my job, my top priority was that replacing my paycheck. So I always made sure I could do that first and increase that. And mm-hmm. then what I had left, I would reinvest in supplies or something to upgrade my business somehow. But that will differ based on your, you know, everybody's personal thing. But my main goal was to leave my job. So I wanted to replace that paycheck. This was so helpful, Jenny. Thanks, so helpful. Bean. This is what your course should be about when you write a course. It's seriously oh my what? gosh. Or sell the spreadsheet for us, my Lanta, that we can keep track of. Oh my gosh. That is, see, I feel like it's not, it's just call it like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, you would. And maybe it's because I'm a younger millennial, but like Excel or Google Sheets scares me because I don't know. I don't remember how to like add up all the columns, like do all no, of the I know. formulas. I don't, really know. I don't really know Excel. I've had to, again, I know we've said this before, but I, literally Google everything. I'll be like, how do you... Well, when we were getting on, my notifications were going crazy <laughs> in my ear. So I'm over here Googling how to turn how notifications to turn... off on yeah, my computer. So that's, that's how I've learned a lot in Google spreadsheets. I actually is like, how do you <laughs> freeze a whole column? You can find it out. Everybody can find it out. Yeah, it just takes longer. Okay, well, this was really helpful. I hope you guys found it helpful. Let us know any questions you have on the on Instagram. I wanted to give you all a little like info about what the next few months is going to look like. Cause obviously it's November. We're recording this on November 15th. This is going to be out November 17th. Um, we are, Jenny and I are going to take a break from podcasting in the month of December. So we'll do a couple more episodes and then, um, take a break. We're actually going to be together for most of December, which is yay, so exciting. My husband and I have not gone up to the Chicago area for Christmas since we were engaged, which was 13 That's years how ago. long it's been? Yep. So my I remember, are, remember when Tyler ate the cake and did green we frosting. Yes. yes, he goes, I haven't ever been there in the winter. I was like, yes, you have the green frosting. The green and frosting. Was like, oh, yeah. Oh, guys, um, maybe we can like secretly record them and put them on here because they're so funny. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. They would probably sue us for like uh-huh. privacy. Yeah. They, exactly. They like that. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, we will be getting sued. Um. But so we're going to take a break, but we will record while we're together a few times to have ready to drop in January. So if you want to hear anything in particular, let us know. We'll, of course, be present on social media. You know us. 
Um, make sure to let us know anything you want to hear. And then the most important thing is if you want to be on our podcast, if you have something you are a pro at, if you just want to um, talk about your business and how you've started, we will be planning out our spring. So we would love for you to reach out to us on Instagram and say like, Hey, I would love to be a guest on your podcast. And here's why. Um, so definitely let us know that so that we can get you on the books. And uh, is there anything else, Jenny? Was that it? I don't think so. Yeah. Let us know what you'd like to hear, or if you don't want to be on it, but either something you want to hear about Mm -hmm. from somebody else, Mm -hmm. tell us and we will search that out. I do know maybe before we break for Christmas or maybe right when we come back, Jen's going to be talking, we're going to be talking more about raising boys because Jenny's oldest is entering his senior year. So she has a lot to say about how she's feeling and wisdom for all of us. So we'll bring, I know we've done several business ones in a row, but we'll bring back some mommyhood stuff. Yeah. So any, everyone have a great day. I hope you liked this bonus episode. Thanks for um, tuning in to two episodes today and we will see you next time. Bye. Join in the conversation by following us on Instagram at at underscore small business sisters. Make sure to introduce yourself because we love to follow and support other small businesses. And if you love the podcast, we would absolutely be so grateful if you subscribe and leave us a review. Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together.